The Minnesota Wilds start the 2023 portion of their schedule with a pretty convincing win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. We discuss all that and more on today's Locked On Wild postcast. You are Locked On Wild postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild come away with a 5-1 to win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we are live for another Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, the Tampa Bay Lightning, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference once again, one of the gold standards in the NHL uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, the Wilds brought everything that they had tonight. And I know the Lightning were playing on the second night of a back-to-back, but boy, that uh, that was a statement win by the Minnesota Wild to start 2023. Might be the 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 best 60 minute effort from the Minnesota Wild we've seen Seth all season long, and I don't know what it is about the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been to the last three Stanley Cups, they've won two of them, but yet Minnesota they just they bring their best hockey against Tampa Bay. Six straight wins against the Lightning. I think 10 of the last 11 overall have gone to the Minnesota Wild. It makes no sense, but the pace of this game early was was electric. The goaltending on both ends was very good. And you just felt like watching the Wild that they were absolutely on top of their game from the drop of the puck. Obviously, it is a win that we hope does not come at a price because Philip Gustafson was fantastic throughout. But late in the game, the Wild had Marc-Andre Fleury come into the net. Uh, It appears as though it was an injury for Gustafson and haven't seen any update as of yet, but uh, boy, that would be a very inopportune injury for the Wild uh, as they begin this portion of the schedule. Well, the Wild have played such great hockey here the last six weeks, and I think the catalyst, or at least part of the catalyst for this hot stretch has been the play of both their goaltenders who seem to be feeding off each other. And I think that, that Gustafson may have had his best game in the National Hockey League tonight. He was unbelievably good. Score, I know the Wild could have had a couple more goals because they hit some pipes, but let's not sleep on how many goals Tampa could have had, especially early in the game when he made a couple of big saves at key moments. So, yeah, the fact that he left that game with a couple minutes left, awkward how he kind of made that glove save from the point, Seth, and then didn't pop right up. It just stayed down on his knees. So you wonder if he tweaked something with his lower body. Um, and, and, again, that late in the game, you know, we're just speculating here it could be precautionary, but the fact that he went down the tunnel and straight to, to the locker room or, or, or medical area certainly is cause for concern. And then when you page forward to the awkward weekend travel-wise, the Wild have in Buffalo Saturday back home for the St. Louis Blues on Sunday. And if, if he's healthy, there's no question they're going to each play a game this weekend. But if he's not, you're likely going to have to learn, you know, lean on the 38-year-old Marc-Andre Fleury. And that's a hard, hard weekend for any goalie. Yeah, especially with, and we'll talk about it um, later on, especially with a team that has such a just crazy offense in the Buffalo Sabres um, that they'll have to contend with on Saturday. But we'll uh, we'll see if we get an update here uh, from uh, from Dean Evison and the Wild. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, nothing major for Gustafson. Uh, in going against the Lightning, you know what you're going to get from them. They win eleven and seven tonight after the back to back, but. It was so fun to see both the Kaprizov line, who arguably had their best game of the season, and then the Grief line. It seemed like those guys, and not to say that the other two lines weren't, 
But it seemed like those guys really took charge in this one tonight and uh, really helped set the tone uh, throughout the game. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, that Dean Everson is at home and he is a master at getting the matchups that he wants for his two most important lines. And defensively, you want that grief line out there against Tampa's best forwards. And on the flip side of that, you want to get matchups for the Zuccarello and Kaprizov line that allows them to go out there and do what they did tonight. And you mentioned it. They've been good all year. They've been hot most of the season. But this was the game where I thought they had the most impact on the hockey game. Every time they were on the ice, there seemed to be a grade-A chance coming for the Minnesota Wild. And so, yeah, it was really fun to see that. But I thought all four lines contributed. I thought this was a game where once again the Wilds showed their depth. And with Brandon Duhame waiting in the wings, you can see the urgency in, in the games of both Shaw and Dewar. They absolutely know that there's going to be a tough decision coming. So, you know, I think all boats rise when you have this type of competition right now. You've got really good players waiting to get on the ice. Alex Goligoski's played solid hockey. He can't get on the ice on the blue line. And now there's going to be a very good player that's sitting out this weekend in that game when the Wild get to Buffalo. Uh it was great to see the the wild special teams really rise to the occasion too, because Tampa Bay is lethal, and we saw it in the power play goal they did score. Just those snap passes that lead to the one goal they get. But beyond that, penalty kill was great, and the Wild played smart hockey for most of the night to limit Tampa Bay's chances, and then cashed in on the power play themselves. Yeah, the power play goal was was beautiful. The uh, the boldy shot pass, the way Kaprizov was able to deflect that puck in. And then I thought the most critical juncture of the hockey game was late in the second. Matt Dumba gets the stick up, gets a four-minute double minor. At that point, it's a 4-1 hockey game. Tampa gets a goal or even two goals there, which they certainly uh, you know, have that possibility with, with the double minor. Now you're going to have to fight and, and claw and, and hope to get those two points that you earn. By killing those four minutes off, I thought the Minnesota Wild put themselves in a position where they were going to be tough to beat the rest of the period. And uh, they had some great block shots tonight. You saw players like Matt Dumba and Jared Spurgeon and Jewel Erickson Eck uh, giving up their body uh, to help Gustafson out. And I just think right now this team's playing with an awful lot of confidence. You saw it in St. Louis uh, a few nights ago. You saw it again tonight. You know, you can't beat teams like, like Tampa Bay unless you're you know, psychologically in a really good place. And the Wilds certainly are there right now. And they're just, I think, you know, getting some real traction now and some real momentum to their season after a really tough first couple of weeks. This is kind of like the team we expected to see, very similar to the team we saw last year. Final one before we uh, we move on to what the weekend has in store. What, what more do we say about Kirill? Uh, a nationally televised game tonight and if there was a way for him to find a different gear, it seems like he does against a national audience. Probably should have had a hat trick. He gets two goals and has some of the craziest plays you'll ever see. But for him, it seems like that's just another game. It might just be another game, but I can promise you that now that he's been around the block, he knows when to elevate his game, and he gets up for these matchups with the elite. There's no doubt in my mind. There's just something about... These big games, whether it's who you're playing or maybe on a national stage, he brings out the extra tricks. I, I just I am mesmerized by him when he's on the ice. I've watched hockey all my life. I'm 55 years old. I've got five decades of watching hockey, especially here in Minnesota. I have never seen a player in the state of Minnesota that I'm more excited to watch on a nightly basis, shift by shift. I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. 
He is instant entertainment. We are so lucky to have this guy. And the cool part is, Seth, he isn't just a one-trick pony. He plays defense. He can play a physical brand of hockey. He works hard in every aspect of his game. And that's rare. I'm sorry. In this day and age, that is rare. There is no cheat to this guy's game. And then the stuff he does in, in tight spots with, with the puck through the legs. And this is out of that world. You know, the stuff that that's only superstars can do. He's one of the best five or 10 players in the world. And I'm, I'm leaning towards top five now. And, uh, and we're just uh, here in Minnesota, the benefactors of one of the greatest draft picks in the history of the NHL. It all culminates in a 5-1 to one win for the Minnesota Wild and uh, some interesting things going on at the top of the Central Division, so an opportunity for the Wild to move up in the standings. We'll talk about that, plus the games coming up here this weekend as we continue our Locked on Wild postcast after a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college football to the NBA to the NHL, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline where the game starts. Continuing tonight's Locked On Wild postcast, Minnesota Wild pick up a 5-1 to one win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And for the Wild, now a back-to-back over the weekend. They go to Buffalo, and Kevin, there may not be a hotter scorer in the NHL than Tage Thompson. And, uh, you know, it just it has been a fantastic season for him. 30 goals, and if there is one player that it seems like could control the outcome in that game for the Sabres, that's going to be the one that the Wild need to keep an eye on on Saturday. No doubt about it. He's on pace to score 60-plus goals. He's a young player that I think we're just really scraping the surface. And, you know, this Buffalo Sabres team, I'm I, and I'm more of a Buffalo Sabres watcher than most because my high school teammate, Donnie Granato, is their head coach, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with him this weekend. Um, he's done a fabulous job and they've got some great young talent. Alex Tuck, who Wild fans know all about, he's putting together a super solid season, but it really starts and finishes with Tage Thompson. What he did the other night, remarkable. With what Buffalo's going through right now on the side of football, and, and you, you factor in that it was three minutes into overtime on January 3rd, his 30th goal, his third hat trick. Um, I, I got the, the hairs on my neck stood up like when I, when I read that tweet. Um, and certainly it's going to be an emotional night in Buffalo because I do believe this is their first home game uh, for the hockey team since that tragic incident happened on Monday Night Football. And Buffalo is such a great sports town. Um, and now that the hockey team is, is starting to find, uh, find their way, we know what great football fans they have out there. So I think it's going to be a fast-paced, fun game to watch. And I think there's going to be a lot of emotion on the side of those Buffalo fans with what they've been through here, not just with what happened on the football field, but they're a, a couple of weeks removed from all those uh, unfortunate drivers that got stuck on the road and over three feet of snow and, and all the this the, the horrible situations that, that families are dealing with with that. So I, I have a feeling the Wild are going to be heading to a hornet's nest, 
but thankfully they've got a lot of momentum right now and they're playing great hockey and I think they'll be ready for the Sabres and I think that should be an exciting game to watch and you're probably going to have to score four or five goals to win that game on Saturday. They follow that up with the game on Sunday against the St. Louis Blues. The Blues just lost a couple of huge pieces of their team in Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko. Still dangerous, as I believe they won the the next game after those guys went out of the lineup. So a dangerous team. The Wild know plenty about them, but uh, an opportunity to come back home and to uh, to try to do something the Wild have done pretty much all season is win the second night of a back-to-back. So despite tough circumstances, the Wild seem like they bring their A game on that second game. Yeah, and you mentioned that win for St. Louis. I want to say it was up in Toronto, who's been playing terrific hockey and certainly are one of the cup favorites on the side of the Eastern Conference. But back to the Wild, second of back-to-back. They are a deep hockey team. And now Dean Everson, I think, can deploy some of that depth this weekend. I would not be surprised if not only Duhame playing one of these games, but probably whoever comes out Coming back into the lineup on Sunday, I would not be surprised if Alex Galagoski plays on Sunday. And then I'll have to wait and see what we get in the next 24 hours with the uh, Philip Gustafson situation. But if he's able to go, I would anticipate that Lurie plays on Saturday and then they come back to Gustafson on Sunday if he's healthy. So the Wild have four good lines right now. They've got three good sets of D and they've also got extra players that can give them some fresh legs in these scenarios where it's second and back-to-back. And it's two completely different types of games. It's a speed and skill game in Buffalo, and it's more of a grinding physical game against St. Louis. And the Wild are kind of built that way, kind of like Tampa Bay. You looked at that game tonight, and even though it was fast-paced, it was physical. The Wild are built that way. The Lightning are built that way. And I think you're going to see a couple different styles kind of play out in front of our eyes with the back-to-backs this weekend. Kevin, final one for you before we wrap up. Um, obviously, all eyes in Dallas on Rupe Hints as he left the game um, against the Anaheim Ducks with a potential injury. You've got the Colorado Avalanche waiting for some returns on their end as well. And so with the Wilds, depending on what happens with Philip Gustafson trending towards fully healthy, it does feel like an opportunity for the Wild to gain some ground on those two teams in front of them in the Central Division. Yeah, you, you wonder about that injury to Hintz. He's been so good. And and Dallas is one of those teams, too, that they're, they're there, they're legit, they're really good, but they're a couple injuries away from being in a tough spot. So, yeah, Minnesota has to make the, some hay right now in the Central Division. And maybe the most difficult month, if you take a look at, you know, your, if you've got a pocket schedule, if you go online, uh, when you get done watching this tonight, if you're a fan of this team, take a look at the schedule here this month. I mentioned the back-to-backs this weekend. Then they go out on the road back to New York after going back and forth this weekend to play the Islanders, who are playing great hockey, and the Rangers, who are difficult. But then there's a road trip in about 10 days that takes them to Washington, Carolina, the Florida Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's as tough a road trip as you're ever going to see in this league. So as, as great as the situation is right now, uh, you got to buckle up if you're the Minnesota Wild. You got to play some of your best hockey this month because you are going to be tested at every single turn. I don't see a lot of cream puffs on the January schedule. No, it's going to test the Wild, but if there's a team that's ready for it right now, it is certainly the Minnesota Wild. They uh, make a nice statement to start 2023 with a 5 to 1 win against the Lightning here tonight. That will do it for tonight's. Locked on Wild postcast. Kevin, appreciate the time as always. Safe travels this weekend uh, with the uh, the flights on back-to-back days. We will uh, we'll chat with you when the Wild return home. 
And uh, for Lockdown Wild listeners, make sure you check out everything we have for you throughout the week. Full episodes, pregame previews, these postcasts, a lot of content for you. So make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss out on a single bit of it. All part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.